Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Today I'm talking about the pillar of praise. The pillar of praise. Praise is the pillar on which when your life is built, you are guaranteed stability. You are guaranteed the future. Now, in Christianity, that's what many people don't know. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 11. In Mark chapter 4, verse 11. And in Luke chapter 8, from verse 10. Matthew 13, 11, or Mark chapter 4. Okay, let's go to Mark. It's easy to mark that one in your Bible. Mark. Turn your Bibles to me, with me, to Mark chapter 4. Verse 11. But let's all read. Mark chapter 4, verse 11. Are you there? Now I'm using King James, not New King James. I'm using King James. All right, let's go. And he said unto them, Unto you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all things are done in parables. Says that. And he said unto them, Unto you is given to know. And you, are, you, are, you have been authorized. You have been permitted to know. To know what? To know what? How does your translation read it? Read the whole verse again loud. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. What version is this? This is NIV. That's NIV. Any other person with a different translation? Amplified. Read it out loud for us, sir. And he said to them, to you has been entrusted the mystery of the kingdom of God. Boss, it has, the mystery of the kingdom of God has been entrusted to you. Uh-huh. That is that the is, secret so counsel. What's the mystery? The, the secret counsel of who? The secret counsels of God. of God. God has got secret counsels. And he said, the secret counsels of God has been given to some people. It says, which are hidden from the ungodly. Now, do you understand why they have a problem when you are going to church? Do you understand why they have a problem when you give offerings or you give tithe or you participate in kingdom projects? Why? Why are you giving all this money? Why are you going to church like that? Why are you praying? And in fact, some of you were abused or insulted for fasting. By so-called love, love, not so-called, they actually love ones. They didn't understand. They said, why? What is wrong? In fact, somebody, they, I hear someone, they, a, a guy was told that we, we, are refer, we have to book for you to go and see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Because this church thing, they told that to Paul now. This church thing, you are taking it too far. I think my son has a mental problem now. He said, to those who are outside. Now, that verse says that it, it classifies the outside as the ungodly. It's not, watch this. this. The verse said ungodly, but actually, that's amplified. But the original says that, but to those who are without. So it depends on where you stand. You can be born again, and yet you are without when it comes to the secret counsels of God. 
Stop telling me I've been born again eight years now, or 200 years now, or 20 years now, and I was born again before you were born. I know so much. I know more than you. So listen to me when I talk. But you, you, you can tell me you are a bishop. You can tell me you are a prophet. You can tell me you are a pope. And yet you don't have the secret counsel of God. Because even though you are in, you are without. I can be preaching and be... You see, so listen, the fact that someone is a pastor doesn't mean he has the secrets of God. It's called insight. Doesn't mean he has the working knowledge of the... Paul said, I pray that you will know. In fact, Peter, uh, Peter said, Paul's, Paul taught... Deep things that is hard to... Peter, Peter was there. He walked with Jesus. He told Jesus, you are the son of the living God. He told Jesus, I will not deny you and deny him, but I came back. He, on the day of Pentecost, he was the one who told the, addressed the crowd. Peter was the head, the leader of the church. The early church, it was Peter and James. They were the seniors of the church. They were in charge of the church. Before Paul came, in fact, Barnabas had to take Paul to them and introduce Paul to them that this guy is a good guy. And Bible said, Peter and James, they gave him the right hand of fellowship. They were in before. Paul actually admits that he was born, it was like he was born out of due season. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 4. He says that, uh, finally Jesus revealed himself to me as one who has been born out of due. It's like when he was around, where were you? I mean, when Peter, when Peter was catching fish and stop fish and was catching human beings, where was Paul? But in spite of Peter's longevity, Peter himself said, Paul said hard things which are hard to understand. In other words, Peter, watch this, Paul spoke about things that it took Peter time to come. Because it is not how long you have been in Christ. It's where you are standing in Christ. Am I talking to somebody? Because you can get up and come to church on Sunday morning and still you are out. You can be receiving a miracle and still you are out. Look, I can stand here and touch you because of the grace and the power of God over my life. Healings can take place. Or you can receive a new job. You can receive some. I can stand here and touch you. And you can receive a new job. You can receive a blessing. It can happen to you. But watch this. It does not mean that you are in to understand the mysteries of the, or have the insight to the way the things of God have work. You can be very, you know there are some people, they, they are very loyal by nature. So anything they, they do, they do it well. So there are people who are in churches that have become pastors due to their commitment to the organization, which is right. Because why would they promote someone who is not committed, who can't deliver? If you can deliver, we promote you. Why? So that you can deliver more. So the point I'm making here is that your longevity and commitment in the house of God does not necessarily guarantee you insight into the things of God. The insight into the things of God, you have to pursue, you have to search, you have to have a hard desire and search and connect yourself with people who have those insights. Your association will always define the limits of your insights. Whoever you keep listening to, the church you are, hey, the church you attend matters. I said the church you attend matters. I said the church you attend matters. The church you attend will have an impact on the outcome of your destiny, your marital life, and the impact on your, your health. It will have an impact on your finances. It will have an impact on the way you are going to enjoy the reward you receive in heaven. The church you attend will have an impact on the way you raise your children. will have an impact on your spiritual common sense and natural common sense. 
church you attend. The church you attend. So you get busy and be attending church because your family, all your family are there. Don't attend church because my family is there. Don't attend church because it's close to my house. Don't attend church because I've been there very long from the beginning, so I've determined that means that's where I am. Don't attend church because all my friends go there. Don't attend church because they, they meet in a nice place. But when people behave like that, they don't have insights. He said to, to you, Mark chapter 4, verse 11, he said, unto you, who are the you? Are you a you? Unto you. Unto you. Unto you. If you can't take the responsibility of pursuing God yourself and you want someone to do it and leave it for you, for you to enjoy the blessings, you may suffer some setbacks. God always deals with yous. You. Unto you. And guess what? Who was? Guess who was talking about the you? When you read the text earlier on, the disciples came to him when he was alone and asked that, Jesus, master, the things you are talking about, what was the meaning? And he said, ah, you guys who are pursued, who are close, who are pursuing me, walking with me, as for you, it is, it's given to be revealed. But to the others, to the others who are not pursuing, who are living normal, normal, live like unbelievers, but I believe God exists. They believe there is God. Watch this. They are believers by theory, but practical atheists. Theoretical believers and your people, practical atheists. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you are surrounded with a lot of them. So some of them work with you and they are telling you that why are you taking this thing too far? Mm-hmm. Why is it, you, you don't always have to say God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. All right, so to you it is given to know, watch this, it's given to know the secret counsels of God. Is someone getting something? To you is, hey, listen, can you imagine you know the secret counsels of God? You can't be a victim in life. Think about what I'm saying. Just think, at least think, think, reason. Yeah, Paul was reasoning. Think, you know the secret, the counsels of God. How can you be a victim in life? So pursuing God to know more about God is not at a, at a you are not at a loss. Some people will look at you funny and you always listen to preaching. Just enjoy your life. Can you imagine some, there are believers who Sunday morning like this, listen to me, I feel like bouncing to say this. Sunday morning like this, instead of being with the believers, they are going for Valentine breakfast. <laughs> Put God first. After the, after the rest of the day, go and spread yourself. But some people are busy home. They are preparing their hair because they have a valentine so that that, that, that gentleman will end up opposing to me. <laughs> and then so you can come and share testimony. I didn't know. He, it wasn't him who answered you. You fell into a trap. It wasn't an answer. It was a trap. Valentine's Day. Pastor, today you haven't said a happy valentine to, 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 to us. And... and what you need is not Valentine. You need insight. Look at your life. Look at your life. Then what happens? Valentine. Valentine. What, do you, what does it add to you? Even if I give you a card, what does it add to you? But if I give you the, the counsel. to give you the whole counsel of God. Not Christmas cards and birthday cards and greetings and wishes. He said, I am innocent of anybody's blood. Acts chapter 20. 
said, I am innocent of anybody's blood because I did not shun to give you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, now I've done my job. Want a pastor to be giving you cards. Which one is better? Me going for hospital visitations on seeking the counsel of God to divide to you yeah, so yeah. that you come out of hospital and never go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If we don't have the counsel of God, then we become social workers. Mm. We have to do a lot of things to keep you entertained. To, for you to think that we care about you, you know. I'm there. You know, for you to, every time, I you know, give you a sandwich or come to your house. Every weekend, we have congregation of 50 members, 100 members, and every weekend, one boy, somebody celebrating his birthday or something, you are there. And it's the, this time is that, and then this one is there. You ask, you, sometimes when in critical times like bereavement, in critical times like illnesses or other situations, sometimes when a baby is even born, depends. If a cell leader is not there, if the people don't have a cell leader, then it's up to them. But if they have a cell leader, and the cell leader himself or herself has given birth, then the pastor sometimes, depending on, can pass by, say hello, and make sure, just pass by. Okay, depends on the level. I would be very stupid to assume that I'm so nice, so intelligent, so good. That's why people are here to Sunday morning to come and listen to me. What have I got to give? But the word. By the are you getting what I'm saying? And so, if you have, a, you have a problem with me because on your birthday, I didn't call you to say happy birthday. Happy birthday. I prefer seeking God to give the counsel of God to this. I'm, listen, I'm sent to this generation. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I am a, I'm, a, I'm a generational messenger. I'm sent to a generation. I can't pursue one person to lose a generational assignment. This is what I mean. The pe- he said unto you, he's giving the mysteries. To the others, it's in parables. Ooh. What did he, does he say? And he, and he said to them, to you has been entrusted the mystery of the kingdom of God. That is the secret counsels of God which are hidden from the ungodly. But for those outside of our circle, everything becomes a parable. Do you see that? Those outside of what? Our circle. Everything becomes a parable. Do you know what parable is? If someone tells you he's telling parables, obviously you are not expected to understand parable. Because parable can mean anything. But a certain man, he said, there was a certain man. He had a hundred sheep, one God missing. A certain man, a certain man had hundred sheep. He didn't tell us where. I mean, so parable is so broad, it can mean anything. So those who are outside, they, they hear you, you can understand a parable. In other words, you can follow the line, but doesn't mean you get the secrets. So you can just follow the line. It's just like a picture, a mystery picture has been painted. You can look at it. You can see the patterns, but it doesn't mean squad. And so those outside, they look at some of the things we do. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? Ah, yeah, yeah. Outside circles. Outside the circle. Sometimes when you meet people, they say, you, uh, you are going to church again. Tell them that because I'm inside the circle. I'm inside the circle. All right, so mysteries, say mysteries. Mysteries. The secret counsels of God. Mysteries are the secret counsels of God. And here, Jesus told them that it is not given to everybody. So sometimes when we come to church, some people, when we are doing praise, they will think it's just music. 
But when you have the secret counsel of God on praise, you know that this is stepping to something else. Paul puts it this way in um, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 3, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 19, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 3, verse actually 3 and 4, 2 and 3, yeah, verse 2 and 3. It talks about, how the, the, it talks about the, the mysteries of God. The mysteries of God were given to me. Ephesians 1 9, let's look at it. Don't worry, I'm, go, I'm, I'm coming on praise in a minute. Do you know why? Because praise is a mystery. <laughs> so you must understand what mystery is and how mystery can be given to others and others won't have it. So that you can advise yourself accordingly. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9, it says that, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Do you see that? God can make his mystery known. That's one thing we must know. So the fact that it is mystery doesn't mean it's it's mystical or doesn't mean it remains hidden. It can be known to others whilst others still don't see it. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 3. You see the mystery word there again? It says that how that by, by revelation, God made known unto me the mystery as I wrote before, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge of the mystery of Christ. Mm. He had the knowledge, knowledge of the mystery of Christ. He said, and God made it known to him. I pray that may the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. So you begin to know the mysteries of the kingdom. You begin to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Shout amen. Amen. And then chapter six, I like the chapter six and then I'll go on from there. Because you know, Pastor, sometimes people intimidate a pastor, yes, especially if you live in a community like the modern-day communities. It's always been like that anyway. There are public moods and opinions that intimidate pastors from declaring the, full, the whole counsel of God. They will intimidate you from declaring the mysteries of God. So Paul... That's what you should be doing for me, brothers and sisters. Paul requested a special prayer. He said, please, pray for me. For what? For breakthrough? No. For links in ministry? No. (laughs) For openings? For doors? So that can be connected to some big guys. You know, Pastor David Oedipo is my friend. When Some people, when they get close to you, especially when you're in ministry and God is blessing the work, their focus is so that they can preach. And look very important before a congregation. So many people, when they get close to great men, so Paul said that people will bully me. So just pray for me. Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 19. Mm-hmm. Pray for me. That, oh, I like, did you see that? Oh, can you see it? Yes. I can imagine. He said this. is in the Bible. Wow. Hallelujah. Verse 19, it's in your own Bible. Pray for, verse 19 says, pray for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the me. Because the way situations are, I will not be able to speak boldly without prayer covering. Sir, what I'm trying to say is the mysteries must be declared. They must be spoken. That means that it may not be popular for those outside the circle. They may not like it. They may hate it. But mysteries are the, they are, they are the secret counsels of God. It must be declared to the people of God. The mysteries of the gospel must be spoken out. But the one who is speaking, sometimes you face vehement opposition and hatred. So people who are committed to you must be more interested in praying for you than just 
hearing you say, hello, 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 hello. If you believe that man is anointed, if you believe he's a, he's a prophet, he's a servant of God, and you believe the grace of God is on him, begin to take the personal responsibility of praying for him that he can declare the mysteries of God. Even if he doesn't have your phone number, it doesn't matter. Or when you call him, he doesn't pick it anymore, it doesn't matter. That's not your assignment. God has placed you in, in his life so that you too can play a role by praying for him that he can declare mysteries of God and don't go and join rebels in describing and analyzing his message and butchering him left and right and when you finish you expect him to pray for a miracle to happen for you you have disengaged yourself from that grace say praise Praise. (laughs) (laughs) did you see what the 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 number of things I'm saying a lot of things so they are different they are mysteries from what we are we have discussed they are mysteries in the kingdom but if you are not in the kingdom, you, you will have a wrong interpretation of it. Praying in tongues, right? It's not me. I pray in tongues, but I don't pray it always. <laughs> you lack mystery. You lack insight. I pray in tongues, but me, I don't, I don't pray in tongues. Sometimes, every two weeks, I pray once. It's not tongues. It's, it's longs, longs. What you're praying is not tongues. But whatever. I say, oh, me. I can't go to church twice a week, more than once a week. No, no, I think I agree with you. At your level of understanding, you know, that's what you are describing. He said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. And I, <laughs> ah. You see, that's why you have to pray for me to declare the whole counsel of God. There are people who, for certain reasons, can't. But others, they can. But they don't. But me. Once a week is even a lot. It's the unbelieving friends that have polluted your mind. It's an unbelieving thinking. That once a week, once a week of three hours or two hours, some even will come 30 minutes at the end. It's enough with God. And you are very comfortable and happy. Ah, yeah, me, I've done it. I go to church, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Ah. And you are very proud. When someone says that, how about what, what group? <laughs> I don't have time for all those things. You to you. So you also believe those things? No. I understand you. See, religious people will have a problem with you for not doing things the way they expect you to do. But people who understand mysteries don't have a problem with you. They just know that you are at a level, a certain level, outside circle problem. <laughs> you didn't get it. Why would you be upset? Because a child was holding the Bible and tore it. You have upset that this child, God will be angry with me. <gasps> and you... The child, he doesn't even know. So don't be angry with the angry with the child, and you, you I won't give you food the next next the next. Day. I won't give you. And that's what religious guys do. So if you don't believe what they believe, they feel you should be killed. If they are fasting and you don't fast, they hate you. If they find out that you are a fornicator, they will crucify you. They don't like you. Hey, you, 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 we are going to church and look at you. You didn't come to church uh, Valentine's Sunday. You didn't come to church. You are, the, you, are, you are spending the night with the boy. Hey, you, they, they actually are angry. Do you know why they, sometimes they are angry? Because it's not them. They, they want, they wish they could do it. Because the anger is not because of love for you. No, they love and care so much about you. So they actually, they are disappointed in your despicable behavior. No, it's because, look at you. 
And you go and look at them, the way they sometimes they watch some stuff on TV when nobody's watching them. Their eyes are really open till someone is there. Oh, look at what are these people doing? Look at that. But you are lying. If no one was there, you would have actually paused it to rewind it. Am I not speaking the truth at all? As I'm growing, I realize that if people don't come to church, don't be angry with them. It's a circle problem and inside problem. It's, Paul said, when I, first Corinthians chapter 13, he said, when I was a child, I understood like a child and spake like a child. So your understanding is limited based on your maturity. And then, so how do you know if people are spiritually maturing? Check the way they talk. Check the way they take things. And Asha steps on their toe and decides, I won't come to church for the next two weeks. Don't be angry with them. It's just this is a very baby, 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 infantile believer. And we need to engage them. We know that I have to engage children. They'll be okay. They'll be okay. But they want to play with a toy. You snatch it from their hands. No, it's time to eat. They're angry. They'll throw tantrums. I don't like the way the pastor sent to me. But the child I was coming, he didn't even say hello to me. But the friend didn't shake my hands. He only shook me. So me, I won't come. I won't come. That's, that's okay. You see, when people think that God needs them, that's when they, mess, they behave like that. May I say this? Please listen to me. God is not in need of you. You are in need of God. Oh, I don't believe it. Look, no, 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 no. You don't have to think too far. Just look at your condition. Oh, but my doctor said it to be okay. Okay. We will find out. Do you know that most people you see at your workplaces in town, you tell them you are going to church, they say, I mean, it's not for me. Huh. <laughs> Sometimes you want to even encourage them, they think they are doing you a favor. Mm. It's, they are, it's an understanding issue. But you know that they need this thing. They will complain about you. Uh, you are always in change, and sometimes you don't even come for party. Today we have a big party at home. Um, 10 a.m. You say you are going to church. Haven't you gone to church enough? At least just today is a special Valentine's Day. Uh, mom is uh, 17 years old. Come and let's celebrate her. And you are going. Everyone is coming from all over. We are meeting, and you are going to church. They will complain and complain and complain and complain and complain. Yeah. But when you step there after church, you step there, and then there's a situation. He said, "Let's pray." We going to pray when they finish. They say. <laughs> because we don't come and just while away time. We come to contact God and we come to collect keys to have upper hand in life. Shout hallelujah. Tongues is one of the mysteries. Tithing and giving is one of the mysteries of the kingdom. So do you understand why people always complain about tithing? Fellowship is a mystery in the kingdom. That's why unbelievers will complain about that. So tongues, prayer, giving, fellowshipping, reading your Bible, speaking the word. How do you stand here and speak and it's happening? Who are you? Yeah, because of the word. But praise is one of the major mysteries. Now, until you learn how to engage the mystery of praise, Satan stands the chance of having an upper hand in certain areas of your life. When you praise God, you pull God in in a dynamic way that the natural mind can't understand. So instead, instead of complaining about your boy, instead of complaining about that your daughter, instead of complaining about your job, begin to give God praise. Hallelujah! It's a mystery. It's a mystery. 
It's a mystery. Some of the mysteries or some of the benefits of praise. When you praise God, it guarantees the security of your future. When you praise God, listen, I was praying. I wanted to start Hebrews. But the Lord laid on my heart, teach on praise. And I understood, as I prepared, I understood there's a reason. Because some of us are putting off our praise grace. In these times of your life, what you need is more praise. Oh. Amen. Sister, you better stop the complaining because it will reverse the situation. Yeah. Engage praise. Praise is like a bulldozer. You are trying to build something and suddenly there is a major block in front of you. You can't do anything. Instead of crying and complaining, look at me alone, everybody's world is going. No! Change the gear into praise. Praise will be able to move it out of your path and lift it out of your path and within a matter of time, the future you've always desired and been working for, you'll find that it has been secured for you. When you are in the midst of crisis, the first thing is not to look for who to help you. Because he said, vain is the help of man. In fact, the Bible says that curse is anyone. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 downwards. He said, curse is anyone who puts his confidence or his trust in men. He said, when you, once you do that, you, are, you bring yourself under a curse. Not that God is upset with you. Because men will harm you. And by the time you realize that, that they couldn't help you, it's too late. And so you suffer unnecessary defeats. How many of us have been disappointed by men before? When I say men, I don't mean man, like boy, boyfriend. I mean human beings. Let me see by hands. Oh, some of you have not, no one has disappointed you. May God help you to understand how life works. <laughs> how many of you have disappointed people before? Even this morning, you told someone you come and pick him. You didn't go. <laughs> But the biggest of all, how many of you have disappointed yourself before? Oh, oh no, you should be hiding your face by now because sometimes I feel like hiding my face for. You disappointed yourself, yes. And sometimes you are so upset with yourself. How could you have allowed this? How could you have said it? How could you have let her go? How could you have let him go? How could you? How, how, how could you? How could you? Oh, copy. Oh, oh, yeah. But that's human nature for you. Human nature. And so, instead of looking for people to help you, first of all, praise God. I lost my job. I lost. Thank God you, are, you have your health. Yes. <laughs> you didn't hear what I said. You are complaining. <laughs> what is it? I lost my job. I'm very upset now. Losing your job doesn't make you hospitalized. No. I look at my age now. I'm 44 and a half. <laughs> and everybody's getting married. As for me, no man is coming. Do you have your eyes? Two eyes? Okay, yes. One eye is not best and gone. No, it's there. Your teeth, are they all falling off? No, they are there. You are not wearing dentures. So, should you be married, you can kiss your husband or wife? Yeah. <laughs> Before you pull, you pull your teeth out, or they pull your teeth out. <laughs> they think, oh, what is in my mouth? <laughs> oh, so sorry, my teeth came out. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Meanwhile, when you, 
I don't know. My hair, something has happened, so I've lost a lot of my hair. Sister? Ah. Wear wig. You can have any, the length of any hair you want in the morning day. You know, one day, you have, you have beaten, you are so down because you, are loose, you have lost hair. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't hairs grow? So why don't you keep praising God? Grace can come. The hair can grow better than it used to be. You are complaining that you've lost a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And this one is the one who I knew would take me to my future. My friend, he has proved to you that he's not the one. She has just proved to you that he's not the one. Thank God you are still alive. Thank God your organs are working. Thank God everything is fine. Thank God you are still around. And praise God for your hair. Shout out. only have one, one kidney. Thank God you have another one. See, everything you complain about, if you can, he said, he said, he said the songwriter says that, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Any, every time you have a reason to complain, there is another reason to praise. I've lost my job. And so what? And so what? People lose their jobs, but it depends on who is with you. The future has not gone. See, don't tie your future into a job, oh. Uh-huh. That's why your boss is stressing you like that, because you think, he thinks that you don't have anywhere going. Yeah. Because he's, he, with him, sorry, sir, doesn't have anywhere going. So he thinks everybody is like you, like him. That's why he's treating you like that. And you think that you don't have anywhere going. Your life depends on this. You can't leave this job. I, I can't more treat you. I will. The devil is a liar. You don't learn how to be praiseful. Quickly, let me show you some texts because of my time. Uh, David praised God when the ark was coming. And the wife disdained him. Second Samuel chapter 6. The, the wife, verse 14 down. The Bible said David prayed, verse 12 to 14. He praised God with his whole heart. Verse 20. And David came back to come and bless his family. And the wife said, look at you. You are a king. You are misbehaving amongst people. He said, oh, you call that misbehavior? Because you are not in the circles. So you saw this mystery as a waste of time. He, David said, you don't know. It was before God I was dancing. You have to praise God. Praise God. If I were you, I will not miss praise and worship again. Hallelujah. If I were you, I will not miss praise and worship again. Because when it's time for praise and worship, it's an opportunity. Watch this. Praise and worship is like I've created. Sir, daddy, come and take your seat. Daddy. Come and sit your feet. Some of us, our home is void of praise and worship. The only thing godly practically in your house is this, that Jesus is, uh, is the Lord over this house. The silent listener of every conversation. <laughs> if I were you, I will take it and throw it in the bin and begin to create praise and worship in the house. The unseen guest. Silent listener of every conversation. On singers at every table. And others, we have a picture of an innocent Jesus 
with holes in his hands standing like this. Is it not? Is that always like this? And a big hat with tongues around the hat. Engage praise. Tell someone engage praise. David praised God and the ark of the covenant came. When it was coming, he brought it into the house. The wife disdained. He said, hey, it was before God. Even what you have said, I'll do it more. David didn't do anything. He just watched this. He praised God more. God said, you criticize the one praising me, I will take care of you. God dealt with that woman in such a strong way. You think God is not a God of mercy. That is the only personality in the Bible, woman in the Bible who never had a child. That woman. Because he attacked someone praising God. She attacked us, a very serious one. Praise will secure your future. And David, do you know, even in the days of his mess, because David was a praiser, God said, this guy is a man after my heart. Ah, look at the mess. He said, he's a man after my heart. Because David was, a, he was sold out to the praise of God. When you praise God, your future is secured. When you praise God, you, praise is what helps you to engage the sickle for your harvest. It shall be well with you. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.